What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 5 for 5 podcast. My name is Panchito, and as always, I am joined by Mike. What's good, Mike? Hey, man, I'm happy to be here for episode two. Episode two of 1945 to 1950. That is correct. Today is my turn to bring in a story. Are you excited about that? Absolutely, man. I'm really excited. Dope. Well, as everybody knows, we always play for pointless points and pointless prizes. But the journey through history, Mike? It's priceless. That's right. So what do you say? Should we get into it? it right after this let's do it all right all right people let's get right into it mike i brought a story from 1947 this is gonna be a big one i have a feeling it's you know what it's big in idea big in concept but very short oh okay cool so this is from the ottawa citizen going to canada yeah way up there in candania it's my favorite country Candania. This one is from July of 1947, uh, and I don't think that really matters. No. But it is from the time period that we selected, and that's what's important. It's appropriate. Yeah, it is. So here's what it says. Newspaper ads show increase. Okay. Advertising lineage carried by Canadian daily newspapers in May showed considerable gains over May of 1946. The Canadian Daily Newspaper Association announced today. National advertising showed a gain of 14%, while classified and local advertising gains were 31% and 24.5%, respectively. The overall gain in all types of advertising was 22.9%, gained for the first five months of 1947, as contrasted with corresponding 46 period, was 19.1%. That's the whole story. That's a lot of numbers. But basically what's going on here is they're talking about this paper in the 40s and their advertising compared to the rest of the content in the paper is accelerating fast. About to the tune of 25%. That's impressive. It is. Now that's a year over year gain. Yes, it's a year over year gain. So we're talking about they did everything they did last year plus about 25%. Incredible. Yeah. And I know this sounds kind of like something that just applies to like, you know, Ottawa and their little newspaper or whatever. But I think it's really interesting that in 1947, they're already knowing they should be watching this stuff, right? Well, yes, you are correct. But my first reaction is I like how they're posting their their win. They're, they're met, like that sounds like an inter- this sounds like an, an internal conversation. It does. Okay. This uh-huh. definitely sounds like something that should be had in the boardroom and a, and a celebratory conversation at that. However, the fact that they're posting that, yes, I, I find really humorous. They're kind of bigging up themselves. Exactly. Right? Yeah. A little like a public pat on the back, right? Yeah, but in the most like non-digestible way. Right, because they don't even make it like nice or anything like that. This is like literally like they're dropping some kind of big corporate announcement. Yeah. Guys, we're killing it. <laughs> we're killing it hard. We're killing it hard up here in Ottawa. Peep these numbers. It's interesting because if you know anything about newspapers, I mean, that's their bread and butter. Yep. So they're saying we made more money, 25% more money across all types of ads than we did the year prior to this one. And that's an, an advertising in and of itself. It is because they're saying, hey, get in on the action, right? Right. Exactly. It's a big pat on their own back. And it's specifically about 
their finances. Correct. So what do you think about a small paper doing something like this? Like what message you really want to send out to the public that you feel like you need to tell them this? I definitely think it's a one directional message. So I think that although it's the public that's going to at large consume it, I think it's actually directed at, at businesses. Oh, okay. So you think this is a targeted thing? I maybe indirectly, but yes, I think that if there's if there's a conversation in an editing room before this hits the paper of what's the value, I think that somebody at that table brought that up. Well, they gave like eight numbers. Exactly. And eight specific numbers because it didn't say it was 25 percent roughly. It said it was like 24.9 or something. like Exactly. 19 percent in some other neighborhood. Right. Right. Yeah. It's incredible. It was like they were winning in like eight, nine different metrics. And they want more winning for next year. Exactly. So they're like preempting the wins. A- absolutely. I think it's a great advertisement, honestly. It is. And that's another point that I, I figured that you would grab right out of this is the fact that they're using advertising to get more advertising, right? Yeah. It's uh, like it's not sexy, like in any way, shape or form. It's not even necessarily intriguing if you don't know what you're looking at. Exactly. That's why I say it's so one-sided because although the the public at large is going to be the ones who see it, who actually absorbs it is going to be the ones who need to see that. Exactly. A business owner, uh, even somebody doing an ad in like the personals, right? Right. So like if you do something like service, like if you're, you know. A painter. Right. A painter or you're uh, doing tailoring on the side or something like that. An auto mechanic, yeah. And they're just like, hey, get in on it. It's like a land grab or something, right? It is. It really is. Get in on this land grab. And they sort of say it in a way that suggests that they're ready for it too. Yeah, it's true, don't they? They, they? they really do, don't they? They sound way confident. Yeah, they're super cocky about, I mean, look, I mean, the fact that they're willing to boast about those many different numbers speaks to something. So this whole thing's kind of post-war. I mean, it's 1947, right? Right, exactly. Advertisements were a lot more direct still. Well, and a lot of them were uh, national level types of things, right? Exactly. So they talked about this being a lot of local advertisement. Correct. They did see some increase in national campaigns, but it was a lot of local stuff. Exactly. You think this was a shift in like advertising uh, style or what was predominantly the advertisements you would see in a local paper? In my opinion, I think that had to at the very least contribute to the increase. We covered different time periods like we did the like in the teens, you know, right. like 15 to 20. Right. And those advertisements were we thought shifty. You remember that? Some of them were like some of them were coming off as like super factual. And then you wind up finding out that it's an advertisement. Right. So my thing is, do you think that there was like like they were trying to attract people that did a certain kind of advertising? Because looking through these papers, the advertisements seem way more overt. They were just like, buy this. You need this product because of that. Really, really explicitly just selling you something, right? Yeah, it's something that I kind of touched on earlier when I was saying that like advertising was a lot more direct back then. You, you know, if you if you kind of harken back to like season season one when we were in the teens and even into the twenties, everything was about buy my product. It's going to do this for you. There, you're either sold or you're not. Remember, right? Advertising at some point kind of went into like an idea sphere where things were yeah like, we gonna... saw that in the 70s later right yeah maybe even into like the late 50s and 60s but like that's definitely it was more idea driven for sure yeah and think these advertisements and that's something that we i know that we could use this article to point out what we saw out there right these were straight up putting the product in front of your face yeah and uh not really so much as how much it costs but this is like the cost benefit right 
Exactly. They actually break it down a little bit. They were big into ROI in this era, right? Yes. Again, another reason why I think it was super targeted. Yeah, yeah. Because they wanted people not only to get their advertising out there, but they wanted it done in a very in front of your face, in your face type of way, right? Yeah, it actually kind of seemed like they were going after guys like me, honestly, because I see that I'm like, I want my advertisement there. Like that, that immediately makes a connection to somebody like me. Yeah, as a business person, I'd be happy to see these these percentages. Yes. I mean, even in Ottawa, right? Yeah, I'd be impressive. Like, wow, that's that spells growth for me. Now, I noticed looking at advertisements in this era that there were entire pages of just nothing but advertisement, even competing advertisements right next to each other. Yeah, like side by side. Yes, like two dress shops. Right, literally right next to each other. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, that was cracking me up. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, right? Yeah, it was almost like, uh, it's like you could see tailors, you'd see competing cleaners, whatever, man. Like it's anything went in those advertisement pages. Yeah, that, you know what? That probably lends itself to why they were doing something like this in the first place, because it was kind of a anything goes. Yeah, I think it was a huge source of revenue. Maybe if, maybe if anything, they're, they're, like you said earlier, they're bread and butter. You think this was widespread then because i you know that it was just it was just everywhere yeah i think so there wasn't large amounts of like tv advertising and things like that exactly they did like shorts before movies shorts before movies and then we still had billboards billboard radio thing radio and billboard yeah yeah so like newspapers was probably like the quickest cheapest easiest most aggressive way too to get the ad right in front of you right newspapers and penny savers yeah yeah Okay, well, I don't know about you, but in talking through all this, there's, to me, a ton of analogs that we can translate into modern era. I definitely agree with that. Absolutely. Because advertising is a beast now, nowadays. On average, 5,000 a day where we supposedly see. Okay, well, then I say after we advertise a little bit over the break, we'll come back and we'll talk some more about advertising. You're going to love those advertisements, folks. All right, we'll be right back, everybody. Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Algunos me conocen como Big Cat. And I'm super excited to announce my podcast, Hunting for Exito. The show features a special guest every week who has become successful in one way or another. Whoever they might be, my guests will always have good advice to give because at one point they were hunting for Exito too. I will invite them to share the stories of their hunt. Así podemos capturar el éxito también para nosotros. Episodes will be available to download every Tuesday. No se los pueden perder. And remember to follow us at Swerk Media. Z-W-E-R-C Media. This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. You're listening to the 5 for 5 Podcast with Panchito and Mike. All right, everybody, we're back for the second half. Let's get into it. Mike, we're talking about advertising today we can't get away from it folks it's here it's advertisement it's all around us and today we're talking about advertising today exactly yes uh what brought all this up was this little article in ottawa and these guys are basically like bigging themselves up right patting on the back big time publicly and they're doing it over numbers, right? Exactly. They're 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 taking their metrics and they're blowing them up to the world and showing how huge they they are and how big they're growing. And you suggested that they're doing this to like get more revenue, right? I think so. So let's talk about what the modern 
tools are that uh, advertising spaces, the advertising spaces themselves, what do they use to like get us to use them as advertising spaces? So we need to draw a partition first, right? Okay. Like there's the internet. Right. Yeah. Because the internet is a, is a whole animal in and of itself. Right. And then there's what we see visually on the day to day that it doesn't involve the internet. Right. Things you that know. we like go out and grab. Exactly. Things that we go out and grab or what we still hear on radio, television, right? Because that's still relevant. It's still there, but something's changed. And that's that whole other animal that I was mentioning, the internet. The, okay. The internet is the reason why you and I on average see, was it 5,000 ads a day? Yeah. The internet is, internet advertising is in almost everything that you and I do. Almost. Uh, and you can even say it's it's in your email, it's in your social networks, it's in anything that you click on, almost anything that doesn't involve work. Even some work things involve advertisements. It just depends on what you're doing for work. So really, it's crazy now. It's this crazy web that we live in. And every click and everything that you do on your phone and on your computer is tracked to produce revenue for some company. So Ottawa reached out with their paper and they got us through an article, right? Right. They use an article to get us to advertise in the advertising section. Right. How are they getting us now? Uh, it's a acronym called SEO. Okay. So called search engine optimization. Okay. I would <laughs> yeah. say that is the uh, the hot key term. Yeah, I that, thought you might go there. That that really it ropes us all, and it's the low hanging fruit. You know what it I is. mean? Because yeah. uh, even those who aren't the most like internet savvy, maybe at some some point have been introduced to the term. But basically, it's the uh, revenue that is gained from clicks. Uh, basically for on links that are produced by Google. Yeah, I'm and sure a lot of people have seen out there little tiny, tiny text that says ad choice. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, well, what happens is that that website owner gets gets a little bit of money every time you click that link, mm -hmm. you know, and, and basically it's a relation, it's a business partnership that that business owner has with Google. Yeah, now the, like that attempt was very public. Right. And there was very much like, look, look how awesome we are because we offer you this advertising space. Yep. But now they treat it like it's a partnership because you're active on the internet exactly so since you're active on the internet you're in touch you're high touch you're on the front lines and if you're not it's expected of you right if you're going to be an influencer or you're going to have a website or provide content on a regular basis or something exactly they're like let's layer some revenue over it exactly 100 percent. and now in ottawa they were really sort of targeting you think specifically like business owners and things like that i think anybody with a service to sell or a business so now what we're talking about in a modern concept is more targeting the content providers. Yes, that's definitely part of it, right? Was that a necessary shift? Yes, because of how technology works. Because it makes it like you and me can work with somebody like, say, Coke or something like that, right? 100%. Like, I don't necessarily have to be somebody selling soft drinks. No. So that I can sell Coca-Cola for Coca-Cola. Exactly. If you're somebody who has some form of social equity built on the internet, you can be seen as somebody who can sell that. I become the conduit for the sale. Absolutely. So you talked about there being multiple platforms for this to happen on? 100%. Yes. Back then they were talking about just a newspaper. It's everywhere now. Total analog, right? Just what it, what is seen and what is heard by word of mouth. Uh, I remember that when I was a kid, people made a big deal about advertising space that was like available out there in the real world so like a bus right a bus a sign on a bus a, a billboard a billboard an actual a bus bench right 
the outfield. Right, right. That's always been a contentious one, right? Absolutely. And then even a jersey, like a soccer jersey. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's highly contentious, actually, that even to this day. Yeah, I know you know about that. That's why I'm asking you. And you're, we're both really into motorsport, and that's an issue that comes up a lot in motorsport, too. Big time. So what's your opinion on that? Well, in the end, I think it's necessary. So I am pro, I am pro advertising. I, I am pro ad rev to the max. Okay. Okay. The thing that is important for people to understand is that the way that things are going with ad rev, ad revenue and um, advertisement is that it's not going to change. If anything, we're going to be bombarded with more advertisements. We're going to get more savvy. We're going to get, well, they're going to get more savvy as okay. we get more savvy with technology. And as we get a wider birth of exposure. A wider birth of exposure also comes from how much of our privacy we, we relent, how much we give up too. Okay. Like Be- say on your profile, is your profile public or not? Or something r- like that. Well, that too. But not only that, but the you we touched on this on season one on uh, the five for five podcast with the the end user agreement right oh, uh-huh, yeah. there's so much in the end user agreement that we allow <laughs> that we we give away you know um there's there's a reason why people on laptops cover up their laptop cameras well it's oftentimes it's because software in the back end will expose and open up the camera to you you know and so those are those are things that advertising agencies will use right they track where your eyeballs go there's less dependence on the click. Absolutely. It's going to be completely dependent on now. They're, they're, fo- they're literally now to this day, folks, they're following your eyesight. Okay. So <laughs> I, the reason that I like talking about the internet compared to the, or even like ad choice stuff and partnership like that compared yeah. to the newspaper is because that's directed mm-hmm. advertising. But the reason I brought up like the jersey and the outfield right. is because the internet itself is probably moving that way next, right? Every free piece of space, yes. Yeah, and whether or not you're looking for it. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But you know what's crazy is that it's going to be whether or not you're looking for it, but as time goes on, it's going to be more and more tailored. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I see that. So even so though like you everybody in the stadium, the baseball stadium sees the billboard, but they all see a different ad. Yeah. The ad that suits them. It, that's, I think the future is going to look like that. And the reason, and, and the way that we can say that, well, how, how can that be? How can we all see a different thing, right? Well, it might start off by our smartphones. It, it, it can be like, well, okay, Panchito sees on his smartphone this advertisement, but on me, I see this advertisement. So it might and start off. we're on off, the same website. We're all on the same website. Or the same app. Exactly. But what happens is that the aggregate information that's gathered by our smart devices knows that Panchito for the last few months has been looking at birthday gifts for his daughter, has been looking at Nike shoes, has been looking at stuff for my wedding. So those are the kinds of advertisements that he's getting hit with. Me, I'm getting hit with things for my wedding. I'm looking at things for my French bulldog. All this stuff that that I'm getting hit with. But at the same time, him and I are looking at the same site. You think we're going to start like judging each other on on like uh, what kind of ads we get? And be like, bro, what you been looking at, man? That's an interesting paradigm. That's only <laughs> that's only if we bother sharing that. I think that's something that we've never cared to share. I don't think it's anything we've ever had to hide either, though. That's fascinating, man. What if we get to that, right? Like we share where we check into. Mm-hmm. We share our moods and feelings, right? What's next? Are we going to share the ads that are that are funneled to us? Oh, like communities that are built around the types of ads that we receive? Yeah, like check out what I got at 5 p.m. today on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you got the you got the um, the trailer for the for that Marvel movie. I got a Coke 
uh, advertisement. Or maybe we're each getting a different trailer or something like that. Yeah, and we're comparing which trailer you and I got. Hmm. Oh, that they're going to build circles around us then, right? That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, what if... So, like, if you and I have something targeted toward each of us individually, and then you're like, oh, man, I like the ad that Panchito got, and then you go seek it out, now they're going to aggregate us yeah. into some sort of, like, pool like a cloud pool or something like that right that's bonkers dude dude and i don't even think we've scratched the surface man wait till some of these ad companies start hiring even smarter guys who know how to get into your networking equipment yeah we're just a couple of schlubs that know a lot about this stuff but somebody's you know cooking something up exactly you know they're gonna start inserting uh software into your networking equipment that will track all your friends who access your wi-fi network and now you're all getting the same ads together at the same time. And then they'll gauge like penetration, like who actually clicked it and all that kind of who stuff. Who opened right? it? Who didn't? Right. Exactly. Oh, man. Dude, I'm telling you, we haven't even scratched the surface. You know what that is? It's scurry. It's super scurry. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, that's, man, that's on another whole level. So let's say this is a for instance, right, Mike? Let's say that we have all this stuff built in. Yeah. And now they're starting like cloud us together into like aggregate advertising groups or whatever right they figure out your friends for you right that's where i'm going what if they like insert like a dude to come kick it with your group oh my gosh man and that dude is the kind of guy that like he yanks in some advertisement with him right right like this is jeff he's now part of your group he loves nikes you know how they could get us with that it's like the friend recos on social media right they're like hey have you talked to greg greg you know greg's into some cool stuff man And then next thing you know, it's like, you know, Greg likes six things that you like. Greg happens to be really into Crocs. He likes Crocs, Subarus, and Nikes. Yeah. And guess what, guys? You're both into sushi. No way. You guys should be friends. Message him now. Yeah. And they're going to start like fishing us and sort of plotting for us to interact profile building man if we get super super like minority reportish on or whatever like way into the future and all of that kind of like sci-fi and all that right tech fi right exactly then maybe like i don't know the automatic cars has going to the same places at the same time oh my gosh that's crazy man the public conveyance you and Greg both like to eat hamburgers at 11 a.m. in the morning on Saturdays. Right. Like the public conveyance or whatever, like happens to make a little extra turn out of the way to pick me up on his way to something. I don't like that, man. Yeah, that's intense. I don't right? like that, man. It's going to pair some of the wrong people up together. Man, Five for Five is a scary show. Yeah, I think we're going to give people some of the wrong ideas, man. Like, I'm going to get nightmares. Welcome to the five for five podcast they're gonna team people up to listen to the five for five podcast together they're gonna be like you know you both listen to five for five together you think any companies are doing that maybe we should look into it i don't know i don't know man but if you're listening and you think you can do this we call dibs (laughs) yeah give us a shout yeah it's not that we're like totally buying into this crazy evil premise but you know how much does it cost to do it but dibs for real just you know hit us up do work as work.com i don't know could be a thing let's do work all right well now that we've got our plot to take over the world all put together we're gonna get in everything uh i say we move on toward the end of the show and we start getting some of our pointless points handled what do you say super excited all right everybody we'll be right back after this This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media, at Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good.
All right, everybody, it's time to wrap it up. You excited about this, Mike? Yeah, man, you're going to get a pointless prize today. Yeah, because we always do pointless points or pointless prizes, but the journey through history? Priceless, either that's way. right. So I guess it's time to dole out those, uh, those winnings. What do you got for me? I'm going to give you a brand new, never tampered with, roll of electrical tape so you can cover up the cameras on your computers. You know what? After the conversation we had, I appreciate that very much. They're watching you. Yeah, they're on the prowl, man. They're trying to get my advertising dollars. They want to know where you're clicking, man. They want to know where you're clicking next, too. They're going to go from me to you and they're just going to dig deep on what what you want to buy, too, and just ram it down your browser. It's unavoidable, folks. You heard it here on the 5 for 5 podcast. It's coming. Be ready. All right, Mike. Thanks once again for a dope episode. Thanks, Panchito. Uh, Looking forward to the next one. If you haven't done so yet, subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. That's Z-W-E-R-C Media. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace out.